0: Good evening and welcome to Lost in the Long Box for Wednesday, March 4th. I am your host, Randall. I got my partner in crime. Tommy. Madman working the boards. Enos is on his way in. Um, got a little bit of a different setup here, so I'll be midway through jumping up. What are, what are you doing there, Madman? Hi, Mad. We're going back to the <laughs> beginning. Let's start over. Rewind. Madman got a time bubble and didn't tell me. So, How was everyone's weekend? Pretty Good. Pretty good. I had my uh, my birthday weekend. Happy birthday.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I told I told the wife that I wanted a good burger at Bobby's Burger Palace and her to take me to Flashback Comics and buy me something pretty. I, I got, got both of those. It was a great weekend. The, you got a pretty hamburger and I got a great tasting hamburger and some pretty stuff from Flashback Comics. Good. And you
0: brought them for show and tell. I bought I them for too. show and tell. Awesome. Yep. Um, I sent you Hoppy Bunny. Did you get your Hoppy Bunny? I got my Hoppy Bunny. Yes. For those of you who don't know, some of my Facebook friends do, um, Whenever your birthday is on Facebook, everybody says happy birthday. Everybody can say happy birthday. I say hoppy bunny, and I actually put a a hopping bunny picture on your your Facebook. Mm -hmm. So if you want a hoppy bunny, you need to friend me. Um, Also, guys, for those of you out there listening live, we do appreciate it. Love you guys. But we also broadcast live on YouTube. Um, So go ahead to the YouTube channel, just, you know, lost in a long box. we got the little Aquaman icon in the corner um, because we do show off some comics during the show, and you're going to want to see those. All righty. So let's get into the news items. Coronavirus is just wiping out everybody. Yeah. The news now, um, Dark Horse Comics has pulled out of Emerald City Comic Con, hereafter known as ECCC. Um, CGC has pulled out of ECCC. And DC Comics has pulled out the BCCC. In fact, DC has even canceled all of their convention plans for March. Um, so not just Emerald City, but all of them. And they're going to address one's case-by-case case going down the road. Yeah,
1: I mean, if you if you have a legit concern over people getting sick, I mean, it's the right thing to do, you know? Right.
0: I, I think um, Washington State is being the hardest hit right now. Don't they have, like, ten confirmed deaths from the virus? I think it was nine, but yes. Was that all in Washington State? But I think we're at nine. Yeah. Well, I know we've got it. No, North Carolina has their first case. Yeah. Um, so, guys, after please don't freak out. Here's the bottom line about the coronavirus: unless you already have a compromised immune system, you're probably okay. All right. So don't don't wig out. I also have insider knowledge that Mary Washington, Holland, the Mary Washington uh, Hospital is very prepared. Okay. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> That was EK, the DJ, our station owner. Oh, by the way, guys, but I'm some good news. And Enos since you just came in. We got approved for our press passes for AwesomeCon. So we will be there at AwesomeCon um, this year, May 1st, 2nd, 3rd. The second, we're going to have to do a little finagling around because that's also free comic book day, which means half the staff will probably be here and half will be at the show. So we'll see.
2: Um,
0: also... Matt Reeves, the director of the new Batman movie, has premiered a new Batman, the Batmobile. Have you seen this thing?
1: I yeah, I think I have.
0: Uh, I, I got to tell you, I'm not I'm not happy um, no, so far. I don't. Th- I wasn't impressed. It smells. I mean, I, so far, I'm not. Ha- Good Lord, boy! He just brought a bag of comics in here. Um, I hate man. I haven't liked the suit that they showed for the new Batman. I don't, I'm not really a fan of the Bat being, the Bat symbol being made out of the pieces of the gun that shot his parents. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't like the Batmobile. It basically looks like, and they've even said this in the pictures I looked at, it's a muscle car with like a a special jet engine thing (laughs) going in the back of it. So yeah. Yeah. uh, Not happy? Not happy. So, but you know what? It's, maybe things will get better.
1: Yeah, I mean, you never know. We'll we'll, we'll check it out and we'll
0: watch the movie and we'll we'll make our own decisions then. Right. So Marvel Comics, this one I actually thought was interesting, Um, has um, given some teaser art for what looks like a hero called Iron Cat. Basically, think of a cat girl with iron on her. Um, They haven't given any information whose she is, just some teaser art, but what I was reading is that um, Iron Man is going to be in Black Cat number 12. Okay. Um, so, and I guess she's stealing the suit of armor so that might come into play okay. as to why she's wearing uh, why, who this armored character is not to mention that whole Iron Man 2020 thing is going on right now mm-hmm. in fact I think Rescue 2020 number 1 came out today yes I, I heard about that so that might tie into who the Iron Cat is I'm willing to bet um, and I'll, I can find out as soon as we get issue 12 which is like in a couple months because 10 just came out today it's Felicia Hardy in an Iron Man armor that's
1: I mean that's what oh, really? makes sense. That's yeah. what makes sense.
2: Yeah,
1: you know, it doesn't doesn't make sense for it to be
2: anyone else. I mean, right. Exactly. Uh, since you're here, how was your weekend, guy? It was good, man. Got some things done. Got back to work on the on the book again, and uh, things was getting ready to come together.
0: Cool. Awesome. In uh, other news items, and this one, I I just love the fact that he's getting right out right in front of this. So. You know, Dan DiDito was fired from DC Comics, and then there's the whole thing that at and was saying, well, if 4G, or 4G, if 5G doesn't sell, we're going to discontinue <laughs> the publishing arm of DC. Um, so Jim Lee, who was like the co-publisher and their chief creative officer, and I guess now he's just the main publisher since DiDito's gone, um, was at C2E2. For you guys don't know, that's Comic uh, Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo. I love the fact that they changed it to C2E2. It's a catchy uh.
2: That's like a little Star Wars thing. Right.
0: Yeah. But he used his panel Saturday to address some of the concerns. Um, and he did say that their intent is not a line-wide reboot. Um, and also that their focus is to continue doing what they do best, you know, pairing characters with great creator, uh, creators and what have you. He also addressed a rumor about the um, DC going to be canceled publishing. And he says, DC's been around 80 years. They're going to be around another 80 years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What he does not say is what is the shape of that publication going to be. Yeah. Because part of the rumors were that, yeah, they could go down to maybe doing one or two monthly titles um, and, like, only having five titles come out. So you get, like, maybe a Justice League book and maybe a couple, like, a Superman book or a Batman book and not doing a full slate of titles every week like they are now. Um, So while he did say, yeah, the publishing is not going to go away – you see in his statement that he clearly doesn't tell you what shape it's going to take. Yeah. So, still some cause for concern, I would say. Um, So, Sean Murphy in his Batman White Knight series apparently is doing really good. Um, I don't know if you read the first one. The first one was fantastic. I have not. Um, But he just recently announced, I guess, they're going to be doing some um, miniseries tie-ins to him, like for Harley Quinn, Batgirl, and Nightwing. Because they just did that Batman White Knight Von Fries, which mm-hmm. is really good. I don't know yeah. if you read that one. Yeah, you, you gave me a copy of that, but I <laughs> Get it out. There you go. You. Thank you. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. But yeah, you gave me a copy of that, but I have not had an opportunity to read it yet. That, that's actually really good. Um, but what he said was. Well, he'll basically be outlining the stories. There's going to be a different creative team that will be writing them, so I don't know what the caliber of them, if they're going to be as good as the White Knight, but I guess we'll see. But And he also said they're going to be between the volumes of the White Knight series. Okay. Which tells me they've got to be coming really quick because the Batman curse of the White Knight is like on book six. Okay. And I think it's only supposed to be eight issues unless he's extended it to like nine or ten or what have you. Right. So who knows? Yeah, let's hope he didn't do that.
1: I'm not a big fan of extending miniseries out. Usually if you have a a set time frame to tell a story, that's the time frame you want to do it in. Right. I mean, look what happened to the Clone Saga when it got extended.
0: Ugh... Well, that was just a, a cluster from the get go. Enos, do you have any news items you want to talk about?
2: Well, I'm trying to bring it up, but I'm, we didn't talk about it last week due to uh, Daryl. Daryl being on the show. But there's going to be a new Batman: The Animated Series comic. I've seen this. I that, this is fantastic, and and I can't wait for it. Um, I would like to have seen them have like you know like done that in the. Instead of in the cartoon type, there's a there's another alternate cover that they did, and you y'all seen it on the Batman page I posted, where um, it was um great art, and uh, but I think they're gonna be uh I think Ty Templeton's gonna be doing the art on this, so he was the guy that was uh doing the work on uh product placement on <laughs> on uh. <laughs> During the uh, original run bat. on the Batman animated series uh, comic book, so I cannot wait to see this.
0: And is Bruce Tim going to be involved with this also?
2: I haven't heard of any involvement from him. It's just going to be taking place in the Timverse, and that's about it. And
0: that's that's what I'm trying to remember. Was Bruce Tim on the original Batman animated series comic book? Ah, uh, I want to say he had a hand in it. He he
2: he did some stories. Because he did the Mad Love story. Right. And a few other stories, but basically it was basically DC's creatives.
0: Right. You know, it's funny. When that series first came out, I grabbed issue one because, you know, it had Penguin on the cover. Right. wow, they're doing a comic of the animated. Well, because of my work schedule back in the day, I never got home in time to watch that TV show. Right. So as a result, I, I quit getting that book. Uh-huh. And, and you want to guess where I quit getting that book? Eleven? Yeah. Eleven. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Well, I've I've done the
1: same thing. I I quit uh, collecting Captain Marvel, uh, the Carol Danvers version, Mm -hmm. the series that that debuted Kamala Khan, the book before Kamala Khan debuted. Yeah, Yeah.
0: Uh, awesome. Yeah. And and the bad thing is my comic shop even had it in my box, and I said, hey, man, I've decided to go ahead and drop this title. All right, cool, not a problem. You put it back on the shelf. You'd only know. Now, how many years later am I kicking myself? And you, being uh, a Harley Quinn fan, would would really like to have that book. I would now. Yeah, Well, I'm not that huge of a Harley Quinn fan.
2: um, You know. And just and just for they're... the purpose, uh, the do- the digital, it'll be a digital first publication that'll appear. That'll be released in April, and the print edition will be available on May the sixth. I don't have a problem with that.
0: Okay.
2: So you got any
0: other news items? Because there's something I want to talk about. No, oh, no, no. Go ahead. Um, Tommy and I have both talked about this, and I know you have probably read it also. But for you guys out there who are probably not reading this title or have passed on it, Shazam number eleven. Oh, amazing.
2: man, what a great read. Have you amazing. read this? I have not read it yet, oh, but I bought no it. Bother. Oh, go ahead. I'll so, be- you read issue 10, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. you
0: saw who's in the cell in issue 10. Yeah. There was okay. a doings of transpiring in so 11. So, for those of you out there who have not been reading it, um, go back and pick up Shazam 10 and Shazam 11. 11, I think, came out just last week. Just last last week. week. Your comic shop will probably still have them. Um, I'm not going to give too much away on issue 11 because I don't want to spoil it for you, but I will tell you, issue 10, you see a very important character sitting in a jail cell in the Magic Lands. Oh, and it's as soon as you see them, you just know, oh, it got real. I can't believe you missed that cameo. How did you not see that? I don't
1: know. Well, you told me wait till you read Shazam 10. I read it and was like, well, this not that big <laughs> deal. Yeah. So apparently I missed that. I got to go find my copy of Shazam 10 and go back yes. and read it. Reread it. I, I guess I was just hurrying through it. I don't know. But you know, it's funny because I was just thinking the other day how there wasn't any comic out there that was really wowing me. There was comics I liked, and there was ones that I was enjoying, but there wasn't any that were like, I have to read this every month the moment I get it. You
0: and then know? Jeff Johns dropped and ten and eleven. Yeah.
1: And I was like, okay, that solves
0: that problem. Uh, yes, now I have to read 12 the day it comes out. Yeah, it's uh so if you if you're past now admittedly Jeff Johns got off to a slow start on Shazam. It was slow. Um, and I see that it was a lot of world building going on, which I get that, but 10 and 11 Oh man, he has shifted into up. gear
2: now. He yeah. has.
0: Yeah, and you know, I I kept
1: with it because I like the character and I like Jeff and you know, I I didn't think it was a bad book. It was just, you know, like Randy said, it was moving kind of slow. But man, business has picked up. Yeah. So
0: I can tell you 11 came out last week. 10 may, may still be in your comic shop. If not, I can tell you Midtown Comics has probably got them, or mycomicshop.com is, is going to have it. But yeah, hop on 10 and 11. You want to get on right now, because I can tell you what just happened in 11 is going to have a huge ramification in the DC universe.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, huge, huge. And, and 11 no came out today... Came out oh, last week. Came out last, last week. Okay, I got that. Okay, oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, I gotta go back Ouch. Yeah, yeah. I, we, I, I don't have to go back when you get Ouch. Home. I you don't have to
0: go back. I have to go back and read that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. read that
1: tonight when you get home, so we can discuss it. Tomorrow. I read it over
0: the weekend, and I was like, "Oh
1: snap!" And then this one was texting me Monday, huh. and I'm like, "Yes." Yeah, I was. <laughs> so I was. I was, so I was at there. the. Uh, I was at my the getting over. my oil changed. I, I just got done reading it. All right. So while we're at it,
0: new releases. What? What are we doing? Oh, okay. New releases. Flash number seven hundred and fifty came out today. Um, That is also a good jump on book because it's going to, I think, touch directly into the Flash Forward series where Wally got the Mobius chair and now has the power of Doctor Manhattan. Definitely want to pick that up. Uh, Superman Villains Number 1, which is the flip side to Heroes, which is obviously how are both sides dealing with the fact that Superman has now put his glasses on and said, I'm Clark Kent and revealed it to the whole world. Um, Heroes was a a pretty good one shot because it's showing you how Justice League and all of them dealt with it. Have you read that?
2: I have not, no. I've there's, got it. I'm, 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 I'm. Oh my god! I'm in bad shape. What's wrong would you do?
0: There's, <laughs> there's a great scene in there where Diana goes to visit Batman, talking about it, and he's not happy. And the reason he's not happy will will just like kind of blow your mind. Um. So villains is the flip side of that. Should be pretty good. And then also and. Setting Tommy up to give me crap. Strange Adventures number one came out today. How many what? copies of that did you buy? There we go. See, I bought, I bought one. Just one.
1: I figured you would bought out the whole comic store to make sure it sold out. Just
0: because Tom King wrote it, guys. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay.
0: <laughs> I will probably get a. I will probably get a signed copy of it at Awesome
2: Comics. Well, of course you will. Yeah, so we got a, oh, will. That was awesome. But the press
0: How many copies there. of Tom King's related
1: books are you going to get signed this year? I know you've got like you've got like fifty of them already.
0: No, no I don't. So. I'm, I'm going to get probably a signed copy of Strange Adventures one, uh-huh. um, and that's probably it.
1: You're not yeah. going to get your 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 first co- first Tom King published work signed.
0: No, no. What is that anyway? Yo, you gave it to me, didn't you? Time yeah. War. Yeah, Time War. that's right. Yeah, I should do that. Yeah, you should do that. Anyway, back onto the new releases. See, you are such a jerk. See, mm. Anyway, I'm not the one that worships at Tom King's feet. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> What well, you know? What that's it. I'm gonna to get Tom King as a guest on his show, and you're just gonna to have to. Have you do that. I, I want you to get someone with yeah. of, of his name and recognition on this show. That would be great. All right. So releases from Marvel. 2020 Rescue Number One came out today. Anybody reading the 2020 line? I, I don't know what's going on interested. with any of those. Yeah. Um, Marvel Number One. What is that tied to the Alex Ross Marvels? I got to tell you, that one slipped by yeah. my radar. I don't know. Um, Spider-Man: to War Number One came out today. That could be interesting. Uh, I was. You know, I know they had two previous uh, series with that character back in the day. It was a good concept. I just never really got into it.
2: Yeah, I have, I'm gonna be be completely honest and make a true confession here. I haven't read Spider-Man since the um what was the one where Doc Ock inhabited his body? And he, Superior the, Spider-Man. The Superior Spider-Man. That was such a and great with, series. And when Peter came back after that, I just had no. I just, I just, um, and I found uh, one of my buddies, Shadow Day, Andy Jones, who picked up uh, from GalaxyCon for me a copy of the Fantastic Four movie by Roger Corman and the complete Spider-Man series from 1994. Nicholas Hammond. Oh, no, 1994. No, 1994, the, cartoon. the okay. Fox cartoon. I, actually, I saw
0: on Facebook that she posted it, and I started to ask you, have you not ever seen the, the Roger Corman Fantastic Four movie? I just got an extra copy just this because I got it. Uh, okay, because that, I mean, that's really horrible. I mean, I'm sorry. I've got to stand up for a bit. When Sue Storm's 4 is down here on her stomach and is half buried by the belt, yeah, that was a bad move. Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: got to be on the boobs.
0: Well, it's just... That's it's just a, where
1: it's supposed to go. I mean, it's the middle okay. of your shirt,
0: you know? Not on the boobs. It's, it's just supposed to be here. I mean, yeah. Like my flash symbol. See there. where my flash symbol is? Is where superhero <laughs> symbols... And Captain America is where the symbol's supposed to be, on the chest. No, not man, not man, on, man, on man. the belly <laughs> and, half, and half covered by the belt. Uh, get off the soapbox, Randy. Um, <laughs> also by Marvel today, Strange Academy number one. Which has potential. What is it? Tell me, because I it, it I don't know a lot about
1: it, but apparently it's it's Doctor Strange training new uh, wizards. Okay. Oh,
0: wow. Harry Potter meets Doctor Strange. That sounds yeah. So I good. think that
1: could that could have potential.
0: Yep. All right. Cool. Um, so now it's time for the um, show and tell portion. Show and tell portion. I'm gonna have to be moving around for this one because the comics are here, the podium's there, so I'll be standing up.
2: Pull that thing to
0: you. What thing? The
2: table, jackass.
0: Well, I still have to reach across the podium to put this all book right. on there, jackass. All right, fine, <laughs> all
1: right, man, and Go ahead. Do you have any teas, Randy?
0: Yeah. So the first book we're putting up here is more by given to me by my lovely friend Michelle back in the day, the books where her and her husband were getting divorced, he left them in the house, and Randy benefited by their breakup. Detective Comics number 469. Another pretty book. With, uh, is that Phosphorus Man, right? Dr. Phosphorus. Yeah. And and again, these, these books have those great um, covers on them. Where is the camera anyway?
2: And if they I am nice, not mistaken, covers. I do believe the art in that story is by none other than Walt Simonson. I would have to go pull it up on a database somewhere because it's...
0: Yeah, They don't have them on the uh, thing, they don't have it on them, yeah. But
1: but it looks like it could be Simonson. I, I think I would
2: probably it's, it's got the Simonson look, All right. Yeah, it's got Simonson look. I think that's Jim Apparel's art on the cover, but uh, Simonson Simonson and Alan Milgram did the interiors. Oh, uh, so and Tommy's show and tell, these are actually two really good
0: books, Tommy. I thought um, so. The first one Couldn't is X Men, X Men number 137. Hey man, that's cool. That is an important book in X Men history because this is the death of
2: Jean Grey yeah. Phoenix, mm-hmm. um, or so we thought at the time.
0: Well, it, well, that lasted for
2: quite a while. Yeah, before it, she it came it back, it lasted. It lasted five years. And then remember,
0: even when we got the whole Dark Phoenix resurrection, it still wasn't Jean Grey. We they pulled that storyline where her body was actually buried in under yeah, the put, ocean in the cocoon. for a year. It was in '85, which led to X Factor, right? mm Hmm. So, Death of Phoenix, this is actually a really great story, um, and you can get that in trade paperback, That the whole story with um, the Death of Phoenix. You know how this originally was supposed to have ended? Hmm. Um, she was going to get a lobotomy and lose her powers. Yeah. Oh, okay. And the editor at Marvel at the time, whose name escapes me now, um, Jim, Jim Shooter. Shooter. So, so, let <laughs> me see if I got this right. She's gotten this power. She has destroyed entire galaxies, and the best we're going to do is we're going to lobotomize and her and remove her powers and make her human. Because it wasn't even going to, I mean, it was just going to be like remove the power center of her brain. Yeah. And they're like, well, what do we do? And he was like, she has to die. You know, yeah. it's got to be capital punishment type of thing. Yeah, boom, she got to go. And then the other one that he brought in is X-Men number 164. This is the first appearance of Carol Danvers as binary. binary. Now, if you guys don't know the history of Binary, this is actually hysterical. So, obviously, Carol Danvers was the original Captain Marvel. Um... If you read comic books now, you see that Rogue not only has the power to absorb the power of other super beings, but she's pretty much got, you know, this Superman-level uh, power. She can fly, she's super strong, she's un- invulnerable, so to speak. She originally got that from Captain Marvel, because was or Miss Marvel, because that was Miss Marvel's powers. Um, due to contact lasting too long, Rogue absorbed the powers permanently, and Carol Danvers lost her powers. So for a couple years there, Carol was just a regular human. And then there was a story, and I want to say she was out in space with the Shi'ar Empire when this happened, um, and I don't quite remember. I would have to go look it up. Mm-hmm. She gets some new cosmic powers and becomes binary, and she's a thousand times more powerful right. than she ever was as Ms. Marvel. Um, so now that she has the power, she decides, okay, it's payback time. She goes to Xavier's mansion because Rogue has shown up there ter- telling Charles Xavier, I know I've been your enemy, but I need help. I can't do with the fact that I now have a set of powers that I never should. Right. Carol never shows up at the door, knocks on it. Rogue unfortunately answers the door. Pow! And it's just like, "Hi." Wham, and the fight just starts right there. And of course, all the extras are like, "What the hell?" Mm.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a book I've been wanting for a long time. These were amazing uh, birthday presents from my wife when I told her I wanted to go to uh, Ready for when I told her I wanted to go to Flashback Comics and get something pretty. This is what I got that was pretty. My wife.
0: So, <laughs> Don't be jealous, buddy. Don't be jealous. And Enos's collection here, damn Enos, this is actually a pretty good book. Uh, It's no Detective 359, I'll I'll, I'll say, Uh, but Detective Comics 387. That's a pretty book. 30th anniversary of Batman. Um, I do love how he's holding up Batman number one and Detective 27 (laughs) there, asking Robin he's ready for another 30 years. That's that's what I mean. It's like, so the comic books exist in his world? Right. And they're that big? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they feature him. Well, you know, and that brings up a great point. Um, DC always treated it as they existed in comics on another world, there wasn't comics on theirs. But in Marvel they always treated it as the characters
2: license their stories to the Marvel comics on their world who prints their comics. Now, if I yeah. do do recall, on the Batman sixty six series they did have Shops and stuff where there was toys and uh, merchandise um, based on Batman, posters and everything like that. But that was the only thing you like saw of the DC characters. Except there was an episode of The Adventures of Superman that I was watching where a little girl, where the little girl who was one of the main characters, was actually laying on the sitting on the floor, actually reading a copy of the new Superman comic. Nice. And in
0: uh, Mad Men's collection here, and I, I have a follow-up question on this too, Madman. he um, It's got the double whammy here. Um, Justice League number 115, which is one of those fantastic 100-page specials for only 60 cents.
2: Yeah.
0: And it also has that great split cover that was a, oh, yeah. a, um, a staple of the comics for DC back in the the 70s there. Um, so the question I have for you, Madman, is... What are you going to bring for show and tell when we exhaust your Justice League supply? As a matter of fact, this is the last one. <laughs> so
1: Matt, we'll find Matt, out next
2: week. I do believe I have this one. Oh, yeah? Because I remember the Justice Society story at the bottom, but that dude with that big star on his head. Yeah. And Captain and, and and I was wondering, why in the hell did Hawkman have a yellow mask with a red bird on it when it's supposed uh, to have uh, um, been a mask with the with the beak and all that good kind of stuff. Right. I said that ain't my Hawkman, man. Yeah. But so, I, I think those are like a lot of those hundred page ones. Like the B
1: story is always like a reprint from an old story. Yeah. Right. Jail. Right. Well, yeah.
0: Well, and even even the ones where they would show you the four stories on it, the first one was always the new one. Yeah. And the others were all reprints, reprints. of previous yeah. things. Yep. But this was back when DC did that hundred pages for like all their books. So. Yeah. I like, love that era of comic books right. because so, like mean, the Superman was... had a 100 page special, the Justice League yep. had a 100 page special. And is this one of the ones where they had those weird no- Yeah, like see right here, 31559. Five, where see if see can. Hold on, hold on. Right in that far corner there under See that 31559? Might be going out. Yeah, they're not autofocus. Yeah. So. What was really great too was every once in a while you would buy these things, and they would have that number, or they would have like a C and a dash and a number. And you're like, what the hell does that yeah. mean? <laughs> <laughs> but it was always some type of internal numbering. But that was just kind of a little nuance of them. You're like, huh, okay. And then when you look them up in Price guys they even show those like in Overstreet. And you're like, what does that mean? <laughs> All right. So tonight's subject. Um, this is actually pretty good one. I like this one. Um, those moments in comic book history that were supposed to be great and fantastic and weren't. Have you paid bills yet the 90s? We're not paying no bills. Okay.
2: Um, I'll tell you later you weren't here. This is what happens when you miss team meetings. Uh, so. Hey, man, I left early today. Got the work done, was in traffic. Man, traffic was thicker than Superman's skin today, man. I'm yeah. telling you. That's pretty thick. So uh, when we talk
0: about those great comic moments that, that fizzled or failed... They don't have to necessarily be like a story or a series because I have two that were actually company specific. Uh-huh. Okay. So you guys start. All right.
1: So the event that I had, um, we're going to start out with was Secret Wars two. And I think one of the biggest reasons that you know this fizzles is because a it was bad, and b Secret <laughs> Wars one was fantastic. I think we all agree we like Secret Wars one. The whole oh yeah the, the whole you know battle world giving us the black costume that that bought about um venom. eventually bought about venom. And you know, Secret Wars two basically gave us you know a leisure suit wearing Beyonder, which yep, absolutely, nothing wrong more, with that. More, more, more like
2: a disco suit. Disco yeah. suit. I was I gonna know. say there's that yeah. whole
0: disco era thing going.
1: Yeah, so he yeah. had that going. Disco in 1985. I'm not really sure. Disco was Yeah, because
0: disco was already dead yeah, by it then. Was, <laughs> yeah, it was. It
1: had died like six years earlier, but it tried to make a value comeback. But yeah, it, it had the Beyonder coming to Earth in search of enlightenment and coming into conflict with Earth super beings and cosmic entities that exist in the Marvel universe. And he tried to figure out doing simple everyday tasks as humans do, such as eating, sleeping, using the bathroom, etc. Mm. Oh, yeah. So, but this is a conversation that I had with a friend of mine not too long ago when he got a random copy of this in one of those variety packs that you can buy at like an Ollie's. Um, so apparently. At some point in time during this series, the Beyonder replaces Death with a friend of his from Earth named Dave. Does, Does he? I don't
0: remember this. I don't either. <laughs> but he apparently,
1: he, he apparently replaces him with, with, this, with this guy named Dave. So what we were trying to figure out is if Marvel ever retconned this back to giving it back to Mistress Death or if they ever forgot to do it. And Thanos has just been hitting on Dave all <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the answer to this question because I was not able to find it out, but I hope to God that they never retcon this back and Thanos has just been hitting on Dave all these years. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know who Dave is, but it would make this turd of a series worth it. Oh, th-
2: that, would, that would actually change the entire complexion of the whole series. <laughs> right. you yeah. see Thanos get duped. My Dave. Well, the entire time,
0: remember, we're seeing death in that hood, in the, in the cloak, and there's the one time when she takes her hood down and gives, her the, gives Thanos the illusion of bringing a woman, and he goes, I don't need the illusion anymore, and you see her actual skull. Right. right, that's what's in the death of the Captain death Marvel. The death of Captain Marvel. No, mm-hmm. that's
2: so that, that, Captain that Marvel. was Marvel when 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 but like that um, was
0: before Secret Wars, right? Secret Wars two, Death of Captain Marvel.
2: Yes, so yeah, Death of Captain yes. Marvel came out in 81, 82, 81. 81, 82. So, so that then, was before. All right, that. So then,
0: yes, Dave would have been, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So so you know that
1: that's the big question. You know, did they ever retcon this uh, back? Did they uh, ever uh, fix this, or has you know Thanos just been hitting on Dave all these years? I'm gonna
0: find. I'm gonna have to look that oh, up. Yeah, man.
1: and and you know if if it turns out that you know he's just been. I have a thing for Dave, you know, as Jerry Seinfeld would say, not that there's anything wrong with that.
0: <laughs> now, It makes here's, it even better. Here's, here's what's great. Anyone who is listening to the show now and is going to listen to it later that's going to hear that is going to go, oh, damn. <laughs> um, you know, is that, was that also the series where he let Owen Reese realize his full potential as model command and say, you have the greatest power in the universe, and the uh, best he can do with it is shack up with Titana? and I know he can't I
2: know he finally comes to that
1: conclusion at some point I want to I don't know if it was
0: in this or not I can't remember because I know there's one where he realizes he has the ultimate power in the universe and he still never really explores it to the full potential we're going to have to look that up that means I might have to buy the stupid thing to read it
1: yeah there's a part of me that actually kind of wants to buy the Secret Wars 2 trade paperback now just to see if this got retconned out during the series or later on or if
0: death is really Dave well, you don't have to buy it. We just go and went to the comic shop and stand there and read it. Yeah, you can <laughs> do that. Exactly. All right, Enos, what do you have for a great event that wasn't? Well,
2: I want to, I have two. The first one was it, it was a series that started off slow, built up, got white hot, and then all of a sudden, for no unexplained reason, was done. This for, and to this day, can nobody say why? That's the fury of firestorm. No, well, yeah. I can tell you why it died because they yeah. changed the character and it got bad. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and and it's like, well, it, what it was like because when it first came out, right, Because you and I are big fans of this guy, Pat Broderick. Um, his Nailing art, it. yes, his art sold that book. Then that was in eighty two by late 83 Firestorm had gotten so hot he was now a member of the he went from being just an obscure character that had a cult following then he winds up being part of, becomes a member of the Justice League mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then he winds up becoming a member of being on the final two seasons of the Super Friends cartoon uh, the le- the legendary Super show and the Super Powers team and then the middle of that, Dave, um, DC gets introduces one of probably one of the most underrated characters that they ever brought in, Firebird. No, Fireheart. Firehawk. Fireheart, Fireheart, Firebird. I, my loved, God. I loved her. I loved her as well. And on top of that, they brought in this Uber fantastic artist, Raphael Kayanan. And then after he was it was good for a while, and then like in about 87, 88. They changed the character to make him look like he was more of a look more like a comet. Yeah, the
0: the whole red
2: body and the white yeah, face and all that. Hair. And then and then they killed him off just when they brought him back and he started getting popular again. Then they brought back another firestorm. And then they brought back Ronnie Raymond and have him and the, the, and Jason Russian without yeah. out Mark, Martin Stein, yes. And 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 then Martin Stein went out the picture, and it was just like the magic was gone. So I mean, if, if uh, I would say if there was, I would more we'll refer to a character fizzling out. He went from from slow to white hot to a spark. And to, you know the th- the thing about
1: Firestorm. Is he's always one that surprises me because I don't understand why he doesn't have a hot book today. Right. I, I really don't. If you look at the character, he's got a great look. Oh yeah. A great look. I mean, he's got a great costume. I think he has an amazing power set. I think the concept behind him is fantastic. I don't. I don't know if they just can't find a writer that knows what to do with him. Or,
2: or <laughs> That's what. just but it. It's just you know, It just seems to me that he should be one of the more popular comic book become, characters out there. I am sorry to say this. But it's the truth. Firestorm has fallen to the wayside of the Punisher, a great character that no one knows, knows what, what to do with. Well, and, and, Green Lan- and And if it hadn't been for Jeff Johns, Green Lantern was going back. And our friend Daryl Banks. And our friend Daryl, yeah. <laughs> right. And I you're go, great, hey, Daryl. And, and after what Ron Mars and um, Daryl Banks did, which had it coasting for a while, after they left, it was like... Everything just went down up until Jeff Johns got a hold of it. Right. And, like, Graham Morrison has had the first run, first round, it wasn't, it was, eh. But the second season, people are jumping on to oh, that. Oh, the like second season. Well, that's because the whole Black Stars
0: tie in after, the, right. after season one. Right. But, it, yeah, I, I agree. Fire, Firestorm is one that you're like,
2: it was white hot, and all of a sudden it just, yeah, it was just like, and, and, and what made it so bad, it was a slow burn. Right. But a slow burnout that but, everybody saw. But here's the thing, Firehawk stayed popular. Yeah. If you look at Identity Crisis, that's
0: Firehawk on the ceiling with Ralph Dibney at the beginning of it. Yep. So, all right. So well, And the
1: thing about it too, is because he got a reboot. And was, was it either the New 52? New 52, yeah. And it was written by Gail Simone. And I remember picking up the first few issues and just not getting into it. And that was right. really surprised me because I figured if anybody was going to make this character hot again, it would be her. right? Because she's a great writer. So
2: I, I was very surprised by now, that. Now, I will say I did get the trade paperbacks that was written by Dan Jurgens. Uh, I think if anybody needs to get, number one, Firestorm needs, Firestorm, Firestorm needs to come back. And Dan Juergens needs to do the work on it. Well, Dan Juergens is but, a great but, but, Because, great artist, because so. Dan Juergens, he's getting ready. He's on his way to becoming the King Midas of comics. Everything right. he touches is turning to gold. Yeah, well, he needs a good team. Is, someone needs yeah. to bring it back. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. I, absolutely. It's just, you know, they need to find someone that knows what to do with him and bring him back. Because he, I just, like I said, it, he's one of those ones that's always puzzled me. Because I always felt that he should be a lot more popular than what he is to me he should be an A lister. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't no, understand no, why he's not when when you have a look like that, a concept like that and, you know, powers like that. I and just... not
2: to mention he gave us one of the greatest villains ever, Killer Frost. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Oh. Look, she that is a great character, not just the fact that she she's hot looking, but mm. the fact that she complimented him perfectly because her powers were a direct contrast to his. Right. So, one that I have um, a lot of you older guys are going to know this. Tommy, this is going to be like over your head. Enos is going to definitely remember this. The famous DC explosion. It <laughs> was the, the DC implosion. So yeah. I, and the reason I put this on here is because when I was a kid collecting comics, you saw these ad in DC comics for a good three or four months. Yeah. Of the DC explosion and all the new characters, and they told you there was all this old new excitement coming. Um, what it basically was, it was a campaign in 1978. Um, they were trying yeah. to compete with Marvel, because Marvel had found that the way they were making money was they were just flooding the market with tons of books. So DC said, "Well, we need to just use that same tactic: flood the market with a whole bunch of books and start re- getting back some of that dollars um, that we're losing to Marvel." Well, big problem here was that there was a huge snowstorm in the winter of 78-79. Yeah, now. You think it's funny when you say this, but you remember back in the day, um, when you had a snowstorm, it would be weeks before you sometimes got stuff back out. Yep. It, it doesn't get cleared as fast as it does now. And in yep. some states, um, it still takes you a few weeks. Um, so because of that, a lot of these new books that were supposed to be hitting didn't show up on time. Yep. And by the time they did, they were already one or two issues behind because you had issue one show up, and literally the next week there was two. Yeah.
2: Um. Plus two. Well, that explains the reason why I was able to go to Seven Eleven in Maryland, that on the sum in the summer of '78, and get so many comics because it was like they were literally falling off the rack. Right. You know how old I was in the summer of '78? You were Twinkle. I was one. You're Twinkle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's
0: one. I turned, that's
1: I, I turned one on March first. Here's the other problem.
0: When yeah. I uh, and I don't know why this wouldn't affect Marvel. Uh, other than maybe the books were already out there and established, but the late 70s was also um, a recession. There wasn't as much disposable income as they had, and the kids who did have it were already committed to titles. Yeah. I can't take my $2 that mom and dad had given me and now afford other, put on other books because that means I now can't pick these up if I do that. And mom and dad aren't going to give me another $2 to make it 4 so I have to take what I'm, what I'm given. Um, so, here's what was um, bad about it. it. It now gets nicknamed the DC implosion because yeah. it just collapsed. Um, two very important editors at DC were fired over this, Al Milgram and Larry Hama. Oh, wow. Who Those are, are big names. Who yeah. are legends in, yeah. the, in uh, the comic Comics. industry now. And these were the guys who basically took
1: the fall for it. And yeah, Larry right. Hama, fam- very famous for uh, his run on G.I. Joe. Yep. Right. And Al Milgram's
0: drawing all kinds of stuff. And uh, what I didn't know about this when I looked at it, Detective Comics was in trouble. Yeah. Detective Comics was one of the ones that was on the chopping block. They decided to save it by combining it with Batman Family, which was selling better. Yeah. So they moved all the characters from Batman Family to Detective, and I think they made it a giant
2: size. Yeah, they, And that's yeah.
0: basically what saved Detective's rear end.
2: Yeah, so b- Pat- because Detective went, um, became strictly a dollar comic from that point on and there and they brought some big guns in to start off that um to 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 start off that series with um with stories by Steve Englehart and Marshall Rogers and a two-part epic by the one and only Jim Starlin right so now here's what's funny and
0: when you go back to looking at this you don't realize just how big an impact this was till you start reading into this in 77 because of the implosion they canceled 17 series. That's a lot, 17. Back then. In 78, they canceled another 14. Um, That's and, a lot. And here's some of the ones that they canceled. I'm just going to go around the list. So All-Star Comics was canceled. Batman Family, which got absorbed into Detective. Battle Classics. Black Lightning, which was a popular comic. Claw the Unconquered, okay, it wasn't selling well anyway. Um, Doorway to Nightmare. Dynamite Classics. Firestorm Number 5, the first Firestorm series. Yeah. Was a, a casualty. House of Secrets, Commandy, Last Boy on Earth, which was actually one of the only Kirby series that was still selling. Commandy yep. bit it. Our Fighting Forces, our Secrets of Haunted House, Showcase. Showcase it had been a huge book in DC history. Guess the axe. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Steel, The Indestructible Man, wasn't that, was that good anyway. Aquaman, one of the flagship characters, loses it. Challengers of the Unknown, DC Superstars, your guys, Freedom Freedom Fighters. Fighters. Excellent book. Karate Kid, Metal Men, Mr. Miracle. Metal Men was a good one, too. Secret Society of Supervillains, Return of the New Gods, Um, Shazam. Yeah, I was going to say Shazam Shazam was was a
2: casualty of that and wound up really getting a real cool audience by becoming part of World's Finest Comics and had some great stories featuring the right. art of the legendary Don Newton. Right. It even says here they got absorbed into World's Finest Comics. Teen Titans, which was
0: actually, you find out, was a selling book. Yeah. Um. So the reason I bring this up is I don't think a lot of people out there, especially now with the whole Dan when and, oh, my God, at is going to kill DC, this almost did it. Yeah. Um, they were in bad shape before the implosion, and this didn't help their case.
2: Right, and there, and one thing that I do remember about the ads that they took out, they gave a rundown of where these characters of the books, where these characters would be appearing. And one that I will never forget as long as I live, and I never saw him, the man called Neverwhere. Who in the hell yep. came up with? Yep. I remember, I think that even had a Steve Ditko cover. Wasn't Steve
0: Ditko the art for that?
2: Uh, he was supposed to be the art for that. The man called Neverwhere, okay? Neverwhere what? The man called Sting. Steve, oh, Steve Ditko. But yeah, so
0: that, that's the <laughs> big one I have because, like I said, that was a, a huge comic event that was supposed to be great, and it just fizzled, and it almost killed a company as a result. Right. What else you got, Tommy? So this is a big one for me. Final Crisis.
1: This was a dud. I I would concur. Final Crisis was horrible. This was terrible. So here's the thing. Final Crisis came out in 2008. And I read it. I have all the books for Final Crisis. I have all the tie-ins from Final Crisis. So do I. And read the whole thing. Do you know what I remember about Final Crisis? Absolutely not. Not a damn thing. So that tells you how bad this truly was. You know, I understand this book came out twelve years ago. Don't get
2: me wrong. And you well, know. I can I gotta say, I, I got. Re- I remember a couple of things from the book. One of the most significant is that it was a ret- that marked the return of Barry Allen. Yeah. Okay. But, so that gave it. I mean, I, that gives us that. that but so Lord, that, that. But hang on. But
0: wasn't that in the Final Crisis Legion of Superheroes tie-in with the Lightning Rod thing where they did that? Yeah.
1: Right, um, which okay. wasn't a bad. If I remember correctly, the, the Legion of Superheroes one wasn't a bad. Well, story. and here's the
0: thing: you knew it was bad when the tie-in titles were better than, than the, the one the, they were yeah, supporting. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All
1: the tie-ins were better. I mean, this, like I said, this was just,
2: like I said, I don't remember I think, anything of it other than I hated it. And uh, and I think we will all agree on this: everybody who saw Batman get hit by, um, oh, Dark Darkseid's Omega beams. The Omega beams. Everybody like what? <laughs> yeah. And and then he shows up at the cave drawing on the cave at the end of the double. What the
1: yeah, I remember at the end of it, I was just kind of left scratching my head because I didn't understand what I just read.
2: And, let me, and like for the whole series, I was and like, "Grant what Morrison did wrote read?
1: that, didn't he?" Yes, he did. Uh-huh. He did. And this is actually one of the things that made me decide to finally give up on, on reading Grant Morrison books because I had tried several books that he had written because there was a lot of people out there that really liked it. And I, re- I and I read through this. I read the whole thing, and I said, "You know what? I don't like Grant Morrison's writing." And, and that's
0: okay. And that that title, because I remember this distinctly, the first couple of issues were great. Yeah, it it, it was okay. This is going to be good. And then somewhere around issue three, it went off the rails and it went off
1: bad. Oh, and yeah. you know, and that seems to be like a trademark of his too. Like it starts out good and then just goes off in this divergent way that's weird. If I remember there was like characters at the end that that played a major role in the be- end of the story but only showed up the issue before. It's just it's like, "Where did these people come from?" <laughs> yeah.
0: It th- that was a horrible one. And, yeah.
2: And like, you know, when you read his J- JLA run and Batman's and son, you're like, "Is this the same guy?" Right? Cuz the JLA but, run was not bad. Was, was great. And um Batman's son was was freaking awesome. I heard he had a run on the X Men that was pretty good. That, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I, I didn't yeah. read that
1: either, but I mean, because like if I if I'm
2: not mistaken, they paired him up with Ian Churchill.
1: Yeah, because right. honestly, after this, I was like, I'm not believing. Really I think, in going
0: and I even think
2: when he did JLA, JLA, JLA,
0: didn't he do that really great story, Tower of Babel? Yeah, um, so, that was him. Yeah, I, I mean, I've heard,
1: I've heard, I've never read it, but I mean, I've heard, you know, that's a really yeah, great yeah, that was a great JLA run. Story.
2: That 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 was the, that would fall under the penultimate storyline of the Justice League of his Justice League run. Yep. B- 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 because um, Ra's al Ghul does the unthinkable and then we see Batman f- being capable of doing the unthinkable right
0: yeah so good pull Tommy yeah th- that was
2: horrible yeah it, yes.
0: it,
1: it, you know, I, I, I can honestly say there, there's not a lot of stuff that I've read that I can honestly say I don't remember anything
2: from that would definitely be one yeah another one that I remember was both DC and Marvel did this and it did not pan out well. As most of you know, I'm a fan of the classic characters, Thank uh, you, man, man. such as um, the Phantom, Flash Gordon, and Mandrake the Magician. Um, back in uh, 1987, DC acquired the rights <laughs> or the license for the Phantom and Flash Gordon. Mm hmm. Uh, Flash. Well, the Phantom was going to be done by Joe Orlando and Dave Gibbons. I think Dave Gibbons was going to write it, and Joe Orlando was going to do the artwork. Dan Jurgens was going to write and draw Flash Gordon. Needless to say, as hyped as they were, they stunk.
0: Yeah, they didn't go over well at all.
2: And and then the 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 Phantom did well enough with the core fans. For DC to do a monthly series, and they bought Luke McConnell to do the art chores on uh, The Phantom. And most, and if you remember, Luke McConnell was uh, doing some of the artwork on Iron Man during his um, post uh, Demon in the Bottle storylines when he relapsed into alcoholism again. I've never been a fan. Of Luke McDonald's art, I would not buy that Phantom ongoing series if my life depended on it because that art was god awful. That Joe, um, Joe Orlando's art, he tried to do an imitation of Jim Apparel, and it was terrible because Jim Apparel did a run on the Phantom once, and um, and truth be told. The only reason he didn't get that book because he was working on um, A Death in the Family. He was on Batman at the time. Mm -hmm. But but he should have got that book because at least he would have been someone familiar that drew the character and who knows how far that would have went. Now, surprisingly, I haven't heard whether Flash Gordon was good or bad. The art was good, but it was just like it went so far away from what we knew as Flash Gordon from either the Buster Crab serials or the Sam Jones movie with the Queen soundtrack it didn't give anybody or any any incentive to go and pick it up now had um sadly now I don't know how much truth it is to it but word was that they had gotten the license for the Phantom back in 85 and they were going to have Don Newton on the book Sadly, Don Newton died of a heart attack a year before they, they could do yet. anything. Before yeah. they could do anything, and and, they, and the talk was, can you imagine if Don could have gotten his hands? It, on It would have been, it would have probably would have been a
0: best selling title for oh, DC. Yeah. The problem is they didn't advertise them very well. No, they didn't. Um, there was, I mean, they got the license, but then you didn't really hear a whole lot of, "Hey, we got Flash
2: Gordon yeah. and, and yeah. Phantom."
0: They were just. They kind of just like slipped underneath the radar as like press announcement,
2: and no one really cared. And and truth be told, uh, if it wasn't for Dave Gibbons doing the art, doing the inks on the cover, that they probably yeah yeah because I've never considered Joe Orlando no artist. I ain't I never I ain't never bought nothing like we're really a big fan of his, but um, yeah. So I have a couple more here, and I'm trying to decide which one I want
0: to pick because we're we're getting down to the wire here. Um. So, let's just go ahead and briefly mention the ones I do have. Spider Man, One More Day. Hmm. <laughs> uh, here's the problem with One More Day. The so attempt. Joe The attempt. Well, okay. Two problems with Spider <laughs> Man, One More Day. Joe is the first one. It was supposed to fix the cluster they had made out of Civil War with Spider Man. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, right. The problem was they did it horribly. <laughs> with the whole "I'm going to sell my soda to Mephisto" and everyone's going to forget that's Peter Parker and Spider-Man, um, and then the whole "let's shoot Aunt May" kind oh. of—I mean, so here, here was the problem. Even Dan Slott, who has is now writing Fantastic Four and wrote Spider-Man for years, I think a good decade after that, yeah, mm-hmm. quite some time. Even he came out and said, "I could have told all these stories with a married Spider-Man; well, it, did, yeah. it didn't make a difference."
1: Yeah, I think the fans prefer Spider-Man to be with Mary Jane. Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, I know I do.
2: It worked. It's it's just like when they did... um, What brings to mind? Another storyline that just just blew chunks was... uh,
1: I like how he, had, he got tongue-tied, how do I put this? Is that
2: is that <laughs> Blue Devil? Uh, no, uh, no. Actually, it was Fantastic Four, where at the end of the, it was a I can't remember who was doing, who was writing, but Paul Ryan was doing the art. And at the end of the one story, you have Dr. Doom on the ground. They would soundly beaten him. And he said, Richards, I'm going to be a man and shake your hand. And everything blew up. And they were both gone. And then everyone was trying to figure out, you know, how the Fantastic Four was going to go without Reed and what have you. And that just went nowhere. And even after, and they tried to put Sue with Namor. I think they did have a little something because she thought Reed was dead. But Reed came back. And, you know, once she saw Reed, that was it. And it just really didn't go anywhere. I actually remember that storyline, too. Uh, another one. Uh, th- th- these are both actually
0: really good examples. Uh, Flashpoint from DC Comics. Who was the problem? Flashpoint itself was a good story. Yes, it was. I loved Flashpoint. I really loved the whole character of Pandora, who was in mm-hmm. the background watching everything unfold. Mm-hmm. And when Reverse Flash, finally, when he finally gets hold of Reverse Flash, like, you know, what did you do? And Flash is like, oh, Barry. said, so you don't realize it yet, do you? I didn't do this. This is your doing. Mm. Um so Flashpoint itself was fantastic. <clears throat> it's what came out of
2: it that blew. Yeah. Uh, because he rebooted the entire line and they none didn't of them the to worked. do that. Right. If anybody and I'll say this to the day I die, if damn the the new 52 smelled because they tried to change Superman Deathstone. I hated that costume. Right. I always you mean wanted the costume to... that wasn't the costume. Yeah,
0: I, I just wa- But I always wanted to That's
2: see the what one where Super- his
1: underwear wasn't on the outside of his pants. Right. Yeah.
0: Oh, I yeah. thought talking about the T-shirt and the blue jeans one and. Uh...
2: Yeah, yeah, and and the collar. Oh, the god, that collar just. Ugh. Everybody got that collar. Yeah, man. It, <laughs> oh my lord. And um, and um, they didn't change Green Lantern. They didn't change Batman. What? So we're going that, to wipe out the
0: entire history, except for the stuff that works.
2: Yeah, that was yeah. the books that were selling. And, and if anybody, if there was a character from the DC universe who actually benefited from the New Fifty Two, it hands down was Aquaman. Absolutely, it was Aquaman because. Not, but you know what's beautiful about that? Finally, somebody at DC got it. Jeff Johns, God bless him, started it, and now it's in the hands of Kelly Sue DeConnick. Apparently, somebody knows what to do with Aquaman now. And because you remember, because like I said, being you and I are the two older ones here. You remember Aquaman would come around, be hot for a while, next thing you know, he's canceled, (laughs) (laughs) and like. You know what, the, well, you know another great only so like,
1: many times
0: you can talk to a fish. You know what, you yeah. know what
2: came out, what else came out that was really good during New 52? Aquaman and the others. The others, yes. And they need to revisit that, because that was, because table. <laughs> Jergens did, Jurgens did that. But, yep, those were good. And then, another one, and, and I know you're going to, I know you remember this one, because we've talked about it. Onslaught at Marvel Comics. Oh, my God. Uh, and you might as well throw in Heroes Reborn. Well, Reborn. Well, well, Onslaught is what brought
0: Heroes Reborn. Yeah. Uh, now, I- I'm okay with how we got Onslaught. You know, the whole merging of Professor X and Magneto. Okay, interesting concept. But when you defeat them, and suddenly everybody's gone about the X-Men, and I'm like, what? what? So yeah. you took Fantastic Four, Avengers, Iron Man, all those guys, and you shunted them over to another universe, and all you left us was X-Men and spider Man. What the hell, Marvel?
2: That smell. Heroes
0: Reborn
1: did give us one great thing, though. And you have to admit, this was the greatest thing in the history of Marvel Comics... To date, and that was Man Boobs Captain America.
0: <laughs> <That> was, <laughs> I was cracking my brain trying what did what if
1: guys uh, listen to this. If you have not seen this, look up Heroes Reborn Ro- Captain America by Rob Liefeld, and you will you see will, why. Right, you will see why. Allow this me, this is to one of the funniest things you will have ever seen in your allow, life. Allow
2: me, ladies and gentlemen, to demonstrate this is what you're going to see, but every but it's all going to be up here. And it's all going to be distorted all to hell. Right. It's just. It's just. It's just like like James Brown. <laughs> it was Hit me so. so good. Matter of fact, I think if you type in "man
1: boobs Captain America" into your browser, it will come up the first thing.
0: Uh, so is now That's the so time bizarre. to tell you that is, is now the time to tell you that Rob's going to be a guest next month. Ain't nobody for
2: Rob on here. <laughs> Come on! Look, you must really want him get set up to, for us to crack on him. I need the ratings, okay? Oh man, no. Rob's probably already banned us on Twitter, even oh, though we oh, don't yeah. have Twitter accounts. Look, well, I've got. I think I may have a solution to that. Uh, tonight, I'm going to go, and I'm going to make a post because I am friends with Scott Collins. You get Gary and you Gary and I name dropping again. Gary and you get Gary Cohn, Paris Collins, a bunch. Um, Keith wins a bunch of professionals. I'm going to see if I can get them lined up to come to to call in and do some shows with us. Absolutely. And, and I'm going to have them um, messenger me. And I'll have them send me or email. And I can tell you, I think
0: Gary's in Richmond. Yeah, Gary's so in Richmond. So we might be able to finagle having him in studio if right. we just move some things around. All right, we are out of time because we like to talk about comments, especially Enos there. Yep. Uh, just want to remind everyone, we do have um, Facebook.com slash Lost in the Long Box. We also have Lost in the Long Box at GMO.com. Please drop us a letter. Let us know what you're uh, thinking of the show. We'll even take the negative criticism too, something you want us to change. Um has... At Shot Monkey Radio every Tuesday from six to seven. Make sure you give him a listen. We have our Facebook groups as well that Enus runs, which are associated with the show. Batman Yesterday, Today, and Forever. Um, I think I just screwed that all up. Batman yeah. Yesterday, Today, and Forever. There You're we right. go. Um, Realm of Superheroes, Comics, and Pop Culture, and Gather Together the Greatest Superhero Teams. Um, that is it for this week. Thank you very much, guys, for tuning in. Love you guys. Have a good night, everyone. We'll have see a you next night, week. Good night, everybody.